0: Hello New Creation, it is Friday, June 3rd, and the scriptures today were Ezekiel 8, Psalm 70, and Acts 9-31, through 31, and we're going to look at parts of Acts. Um, here we have the conversion conser- convert- of Saul, who has been a passionate persecutor of the church, and he travels to Damascus after asking for letters to take to the priest there that he could have permission to bind and bring back any believers that he finds there, people of the way, and bring them back to Jerusalem. But on the road, there's a sudden blinding light. He falls to the ground and he hears a voice Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul says, Who are you, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what to do. Well, he's blinded. The men who are traveling with him are speechless. They heard a voice, but they saw nothing. Meanwhile, a man named Ananias, who's a disciple, has a vision in which he's told to go to the straightest street to the house of a man named Judas to look for a man of Tarsus named Saul that he is praying and has seen a vision. And the vision is of a man named Ananias who will lay hands on him and his vision will be restored. Ananias uh, is a little bit uh, reluctant. And so he lets the Lord know what he thinks maybe the Lord doesn't know. And that is that he isn't too keen on this plan because Saul has done much evil to the saints in Jerusalem. And Saul has been given authority to bind all who invoke Jesus' name. But God says that Saul is to be a chosen instrument to bring Jesus' name before the Gentiles, before kings, and the people of Israel. And Ananias obeys. And never says that he's afraid. And the minute he opens his mouth to address Saul, we see Ananias' faith. And acceptance because he addresses him as brother, brother. And Saul is healed and filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized. He then begins to proclaim Christ in Damascus, and people, knowing his reputation, are amazed. He becomes powerful and proves to the Jews in Damascus that Jesus was the Messiah. Meanwhile, the Hellenistic Jews, those are Greek-speaking Jews, are plotting to kill Saul, but he escapes in a lowered basket over the wall, and he goes to Jerusalem, which is like, you know, the mother church, and he is understandably feared and not believed. But Barnabas, son of encouragement, brings Saul to the disciples, and he speaks boldly in the name of Jesus. He argues with the Hellenists, and um. They plot to kill him, and he is then sent off to Tarsus. The church experiences then a time of increased peace, and we learn from Galatians that Saul spends three years in Arabia, and then his, um, in his hometown of Tarsus, he's there for a number of years. And this is a time of hidden preparation for him. His life has been radically disrupted, and he has been a killer in the name of righteousness, a very dangerous man. But his life, his plans, his assumptions are all confronted by Jesus on the road to Damascus. Why are you persecuting me? Now, Saul doesn't just know of Jesus. He knows Jesus. He is experiencing Jesus. He's confronted by Jesus, and that makes us vulnerable when we experience Jesus. Verse 8 said that though Saul's eyes were opened, he could see nothing. His physical eyes are blind, but every time I have ever read this verse, I've always heard the metaphor, Saul's eyes, the eyes of his heart are open. I know he can't see, even though his eyes are wide open, but I also know that he's seeing things he may never have sought to see. He may never have desired to know in his life, but his eyes, the eyes of his heart are open. And Ananias, um, as I said, is obedient and goes and touches him calls him brother, touches him, scales fall from his eyes, and he can see. The truth about Saul is now in his future and not his past. As disciples, we often must not depend on our knowledge of a person, but rather we must align our limited knowing with God's divine purpose. Have you ever made a real conscious effort to change something and People around you won't let you do it because they see you in one way and usually it's not your best, and they want to leave you there or, the, or someone that you love. They don't see the growth or the change. But disciples are people who must not depend on our knowledge of a person, but rather we must align our limited knowing, align it with God's divine purpose. Disciples are those who will go to those to whom God is sending us, like Ananias, like Barnabas, who believes Saul and becomes his advocate. And by virtue of Barnabas' quiet care, Saul is then freed into the calling on his life. I want to be freed into the calling on my remaining years of life, and I want to be someone who frees others to move into their calling, who is someone who is a daughter of encouragement, and I pray that we would all be that way for one another. Thank you, Father, for your word, for your examples of your people, and for your love. Give us a strong purpose in our lives in the lives of others, all aligned with your divine purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.